My name is Remy. I am a visual artist, a storyteller, oral historian, and a practitioner of the metaphysical arts. I'm also the creator of The Love Is Project. Many people have been asking me what motivated this project. And so I wanted to share a little bit about how I came to do this work. The motivation or the inspiration came from experiencing a really awful case of betrayal and deceit. I had been with my soon-to-be ex-partner for almost 18 years when I found out that he had been violating our, our marriage, basically. And while our marriage had been on the rocks for a very long time, and I had offered him a divorce many, many times, he had continued to categorically refuse. And so when I exposed the extent of the betrayal and the deceit, I was, I was quite frankly flattened. And I sort of fell into this pit of despair and deep, deep, deep grief. My family is far away. My closest friends are far away. And those friends I had come to think of my own, mutual friends, I mean, sort of were incapable or unwilling to show up. In fact, some piled on the pain, quite frankly. And so I found myself a little bit isolated and it was rough. It was very, very rough. In my metaphysical work, I deal with spirits all the time. I have the skills of a medium. My grandmother's spirit has always been with me. She died many years before I was born and only shortly after she had migrated to London from India after having survived the partition of Punjab. And my grandmother's story very much parallels my own and she was with me a lot during that very difficult time. And I became aware that my ancestral legacy might be one of suffering, as it is for many, but it's also one of survivorship. I come from a family, I come from a lineage of survivors. And at some point, as I was going through the deep, deep, deep pains of separation, I became aware that I had a choice. I can wallow in self-pity or I can rise from the ashes. And that rising from the ashes is still ongoing, but the piece of it that gave birth to Love Is had to do with repairing my own heart. When I think about what has helped my family move on, despite just enduring the worst kinds of atrocities, is love. It's a deep and abiding faith in divine purpose and love. And my grandmother, I'm told and I feel, was a very loving person. And as a student of astrology, one of my teachers, Darby Costello, says this phrase a lot that I think is very powerful. Would you be fed, be bred? And the basic premise of this saying is that whatever it is you're seeking and whatever it is that you're needing, go and provide that for someone else. And through that act, you will receive what you are seeking. And so I thought, well, <laughs> I'm not feeling a lot of love right now, though people in my life were very loving towards me. But like I said, they were all very far away. So I thought, well, let me go and take this out into the world and see, you know, see what comes of it, see what other people are feeling about this subject. And so that's how Love Is was born.
did I come to the questions that I ask people? I have been a storyteller and a teller of other people's stories, I, I might add, for a very long time. And it's the stories of ordinary people that interest me the most. It's the stories of people we tend to overlook in society. It's the stories of people who are relegated to the margins of society. While I appreciate that those icons and people centered in our culture and society have given us a lot, and that's why they weren't being put on pedestals, I'm not sure that really matches the paradigm that we're moving into right now. And so I'm always interested in what people on the street have to say. Because of that, I wanted questions that are relatable, but that give people an opportunity to think a little bit more deeply on this subject. I come from a culture where love is perceived and conceived of in a much wider frame than it is here in the West. Love here in the West is love in an interpersonal and romantic setting. Love where I come from is about the divine. As someone who straddles these cultural differences, I wanted to give a nod to where I come from and allow for space to be created for people in this part of the world. Although I'm not just interviewing people in this part of the world. And from a very personal level, the questions reflect the questions that I was sort of thinking over in my mind with regards to love and what it means and how it shows up in our lives. The last question, the question on how to fall back in love with the world, came from my work as a spiritual ecologist in reading the works of Rupert Sheldrake and others, and sort of thinking about this call to work from a deeper space with regards to conservation and so on and so forth. Up until now, the narrative has been quite polarizing. And I don't feel like that's going to bring people into the space of caring about the planet and caring about each other. We, we need a deeper, wider impetus, but also something that feels achievable and accessible. And in fact, reflects what we're already doing. Because I do think in our hearts that we, we value this world. Unfortunately, we have created systems that don't reflect that. So again, this project is about bringing us back to that space of what matters most to us and how that shows up for each of us. And the interesting and wonderful thing is just how our ideas of love echo each other. Obviously, everybody is a unique expression of consciousness and everyone has a unique way of describing and sharing their relationship to love. But there are so many echoes amongst the people I've interviewed. It's been very, very affirming to me that my original thesis is in fact correct. I deviated from the traditional podcast format where you have the interviewer sort of leading the conversation because I quite frankly don't always enjoy those kinds of interviews. For me, I want to listen to another person. I want to really be immersed in another person's thoughts or ideas or feelings without having to navigate someone interjecting them constantly. And I also feel like in this moment of sort of instant gratification and short attention spans, we don't take the time to really connect with other people. We don't take the time 
to really listen to other people, particularly people we don't know or who haven't been elevated to some platform in our culture. And so that's why you only hear the voice of the interviewee. I introduced the musical breaks as a way to lend a sort of calm, meditative component to these pieces, because I think that's what they are, they're meditations. And each person who I interviewed is sort of guiding us, if you like, on a meditation on love through their thoughts, their experiences and their insights. And I think that's a really beautiful thing to just give yourself over for 15, 20, 25 minutes to somebody else and take in their thoughts on this very profound subject. I think it's very healing. I think it's very enlivening. And I think it's also very connecting. We are love and love is us. And I invite you to participate in this project. Please do get in touch if you're interested in being interviewed. I would love to talk to you about this project and I would love to talk to you about the subject of love.